This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Spare Men. Right now, you can tell your best awkward summer story for a chance to win a $500 Amazon gift card. Entering is easy. Have a friend send you a talk request and tell them your awkward summer story in five minutes or less. Use the hashtag awkward summer story contest and you will be automatically entered to win. Download the Spearman app today or visit Spearman.com for more info. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. We said 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. Eastern uh, Standard. Uh, but we uh, always do what uh, we want. Uh, Three, uh, two, uh, one. Hit uh, it, Joey. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. Here we are. We're back and we're live. Oh, yeah. We're going to go far. Woo. Nice. Welcome to the show. How about those triggered sound effects in real time, not put in in, in real time? That's right. The thing we don't have that I would like to have that would be really cool, and we'll get it either later during the evening tonight or next week, and that is a camera that shows the backstage thing. I can't twist my camera around to show you, but I've got... We've got a team, a crew of actual people in here running the cameras, the lights, the broadcast, and prepping our guests, callers, all that stuff. So it's kind of fun. We'll have some good view of them, and we'll introduce them. Can y'all say hey? Hey, hey. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Oh, that was awesome. That was cute. They're not too comfortable. Well, that's okay. How are y'all doing? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm a little disappointed that Toby's now a Seminole fan, but outside of that, it's all good. You're making fun of his Why am I uh, for the for fan? the podcast listeners out there. Joey's oh. making a very <laughs> very far reaching uh, <laughs> reference to the background behind Toby right now, which it doesn't. Are those arrows? Are those arrows? Yeah, but I mean the the Florida State Seminoles are are uh, like what garnet and gold. This is like a, plus a almost blue. nobody is, is watching it? this video. They're going to hear it in audio <laughs> form, so uh, you know it would have fallen. They wouldn't have understood it. Matt, you look skinny. Well, Matt, I am skinny. I weigh 175 pounds. That's, that's the skinniest as I've been since I was 18 years old. So thank you. Really? Yeah. Is that a surprise? I, the, yeah. uh, first of all, I'm not a, a good judge sometimes of how things are going, but this is so far has been the worst started podcast. It, it happens. The world. That's what that's, it and, happens. And, and I think it always happens because Matt said, hey, let's just make this one funny. Let's don't even worry about details or anything. Let's just be very funny. But moving on, it's going to get better, and here's why. I also have been working out a ton since I've been here, and I have started now on Tuesdays and Thursdays doing yoga. Yoga. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I really do think, like, I thought I was going to hate it. My wife. How long have you been doing yoga? How long have you been doing yoga? This is my second week. So not very long. Tell me more. This is the Tell second, me more. I'm in. This is the second time I've gone. Today okay, was the today's second, the time, second time you've done yoga. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> but I know all about it. I know all about it. But uh, so here's the thing that, first of all, it's very uncomfortable because we go to the Y to do it. And the lady's really nice and really good. But uh, it's all ladies. So I feel very uncomfortable because there's even poses where the lady's like, let's all be respectful here. And I'm like. I'm the only guy in the class. Is she talking to me like I'm looking at a butt or uh, a, a camel toe or something? You know, what I mean, like, I, I'm are like, there what, many camel toes at yoga? Is that your experience? I did, so haven't far? looked because oh, you're being respectful per the teacher's the, request. What does she mean by be be respectful? 
Well, there's this one pose where you lay on your back and you spread your legs. <laughs> how, did, how, how do you do that respectfully? Well, she's meaning don't like not look around. Making, not making gross noises well, or something? No, no. You're not supposed to look around. Like You're not supposed uh, to be looking at people's bodies when they're in a vulnerable position, which yeah, I understand. She's, ta- and, she's talking to you, man. She and is talking but to you. It feels that way. I, I almost like... I know I don't know anything. I've never been, you know, like I know I'm white, but it I, I made me think about like what is it like when there's like a black guy and with all these white folks and then something gets like taken. Is he like, damn, come on. What do y'all mean? You know, I didn't, I, I'm just here hanging out with y'all. I didn't do anything wrong. Like I, I felt today like oh, I'm just a man and here it is. Am I, am I anyway? So I, uh, I'm uncomfortable. Ha- Oh, I have to admit that I actually really do like yoga, and here's why. It it 100% makes my mind uh, have to go slower. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you, like you have to do certain stretches in a certain way. At the end, you have to lay there and relax literally for like three or four minutes. So you can't just – like my brain wants to be really great and more flexible, tell my body to be more flexible immediately, and all of a sudden I'm I'm seriously with this yoga stuff. Like I have to be patient and go, well, today is just – I haven't stretched for forty years, so today I'll, if I stretch just a little bit, it'll is be. Is it okay. more? Is it and more so mindful it, it re- or physical? Do you do it for uh, your physicality or I for think, your mind? What's the reason to do this? I would say both. There are some serious tough things about it, like some some of the poses that you have to do and to hold, and then a lot of the uh, like uh, plank, downward dog, upward dog stuff, where you're like kind of going in, up, and down, and all this stuff. Um, I think it is definitely very physical, and you can make it as physical as you want, but I would say for me it's right down the middle. I don't, I don't think I make it too hard physically yet, and then mentally it really does slow me down where I'm thinking about the – like one thing, for example, I think about my the straightness of my arms. Like if I'm doing this chair pose thing, and then I put – like I'm thinking, okay, are my arms and, – and that's what the teacher's saying, like focus, and, and that's the number one thing that I lack is like focus and – completing the thing that I'm doing like that. Like I even realized that working work. I've been working this whole week and last week on my own unstoppable badass. And I have a hundred ideas, but it's not done. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get this podcast done. We'll worry about the next one, but I'm just going to get this part done. This, the, and, and that, I think that's kind of the way yogi is kind of teaching me to wait, just focus on this pose that you're doing and then get it right, and then move to the next thing, like complete things. And mm-hmm. that is like probably, I mean, Matt, you and I were even That's talking today. That's yeah. one of my biggest weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very trustworthy. You can always count on me. I will get stuff done no matter what. But there's so much stuff a lot of times left on the table that I just have lying around, whether it be song ideas or podcast ideas and stuff, that I just don't complete. So for me, this has been really well, you, good. Are you messing around with Ouija boards, too, while you're at it? Yes, <laughs> it says, we, okay. it's called Ouija Yoga is the name of the studio. What? Here's all I want to know: How much does this shit cost to do to go to pay the teacher for and all that? Well, we we do it at the we, we do it at the Y, so it's it's a part of our memberships. Our membership. So you don't have to pay extra to go do it. Like now no, the no, no, no. spirit speaketh expressly I, that in I, latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, the spiritual deception of yoga. Mm-hmm. There is a spiritual. There, this is a cult. But those Toby. who remain true to the Creator will keep the <laughs> commandments of God. And, <laughs> and Joey, that includes the fourth commandment. Hey, y'all want to hear something funny? I I started typing in. Spirit, hey, wait, 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 wait. Spiritual. I, before, no, no. Before you move on, I just said something about the commandments. 
Can we don't all name it. the Ten Commandments? Just don't do it. Don't. Not well, in hey, order. We're, we're the bad Christians, so let's just see. Joey, can you name the Ten Commandments? Let's see. We don't even have to get them in order. Let's see if we can name the Ten Commandments. Now, if Joey's right. been to, Joey, right. you have been to seminary, right? You've done a seminary. Yeah. So yeah, that doesn't mean we right. took a class on. You, you didn't even learn the Ten Commandments the, there. The okay. Oh, yeah. we, you didn't okay, take so a whole one. Class. I studied them. Ten Commandments. All right, so it's one is man shall not lie with man. I think that's, that's number, number one. one and two. <laughs> I think that's one and two. That's one and two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Women don't don't do it. Is number three. <laughs> Women always that's, submit. It's what yep. four? Yep. Thou shalt not jacketh offeth. <laughs> God in heaven. <laughs> No, but seriously, I started I started typing in spiritual dangers of and the first thing that popped up was yoga. Really? <laughs> There's oh dude, there are people that think that yoga is like the biggest deception in the church. So many people hate yoga. They say so much, like like we prayed we prayed to Jesus today at the end of our yoga. I mean, it's just it, it, it isn't like why is people so scared? Because I guess it's Eastern mysticism. I, I've actually is where it comes from. But. I've actually heard people that are struggling with something spiritually, and before they're prayed for, one of the checklists is have you have you participated in any sort of yoga? I mean, yeah. the thing is, is a lot That's of its are. roots are uh, occultic in in origin. But what say, no? Same thing but you Easter, say that about anything you want. I mean, okay, so first of all, I am shocked. That when you type spiritual deception, the first thing that doesn't come up is Pokemon. I'm astonished that that <laughs> wouldn't come up first, because but anything that's popular, people make the make the big deal out of, and they do the spiritual thing, and they find the thing that may oh that was the mark of the star that signified this, and they they start putting stuff together like the Super Bowl halftime show was a signs of the occult because they they arranged in this configuration. I mean, you can make the argument about anything. Right. You could you could look at the background of behind Toby's head and say, and there's the six points of the arrow. Look, I see it right now. There's six points yeah. on each arrow and that's the sign of the devil and he was trying to con- But nobody six, six, six. What point would what would be the point of of the NFL making its halftime show have tips to the occult and the <laughs> the Masons and the, what, what would be the point of going to a ton of trouble to try to slide all those things in there? Nobody cares about that. Stuff. If Sa- if Satan was manipulating the whole system, I think that's where a lot of them are coming from. I don't if think Satan was manipulating the think- whole system, he would put, he would make the configuration of Beyonce and the emblem on her belt buckle be a certain thing covertly. That's what he would do. It makes no sense. I, I, no, I, I'm not saying I agree. I'm saying that's what people, that's what people say is they think Satan is orchestrating a lot of stuff. So the the thing that I don't understand, like take yoga for example, though it don't. I mean, Christians are standing against exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like not on our watch. We're not going to allow exercise to happen where your body and mind could get more healthy. That would be of Satan. Like I mean, I just can't believe it. Like uh, speaking of like it, it was funny. So this Sunday we had a nice little Sunday. So we, Matt, I think you said you hadn't gone to church last time in six weeks. Did you make it? I've been. Seven? I went. I went. I, my pastor came. You went over. to church? Yeah. I you cave? Well, I, okay. So the reason yeah, I hadn't gone caved. in six weeks was I was out of town for some of them. I've been working on this garage. The other ones, but our pastor and his family came over for dinner on Thursday. Oh. So I felt yeah, I, I'd got to be there on Sunday. Was that a was, was, was that a there, naughty boy. visit? Like you've huh? been not. Was was that a you're in trouble visit? <laughs> I don't think. I mean, maybe it was, but I went. I was there this Sunday, boy. 
I'm probably going this Sunday. Well, that was I like going. basically like a, I like a going pe- to church, but if that's I don't a good go, pastor, I've never visited yeah. someone because they haven't been to church. Yeah. I just always no, call but that's them. just a that's a pyramid scheme salesman. <laughs> hey, I, he essential oiled you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Came by, he beat he's my friend. I like okay, we'll take three essential oils. All right, okay, okay, buddy. I mean, you caved. He came by, made you feel, preyed upon your friendship and how good of a human he is, and you caved. You went immediately to church. Yep, and just I gay. I'm not, it was believable. If, if, Matt, you're you're close friends with him, then though. That yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. I don't think of Toby's. Course. I don't think Toby's theory applies here. I'm gonna let give t- your. Let me tell you though. Why did Why did Matt go to church? He got sold. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me put it this way. I am friends with my pastor, and I like him, and he's he's somebody I like, and he's my friend. And so, uh, there's there's somebody else that goes to our church that they were complaining about it or something. Or somebody that doesn't go to the church anymore, and he's like, "Yeah, Tim's my friend, and I don't want to go hear a sermon from my friend every Sunday, so I don't go there anymore." That was his point. I thought, "Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of the way I feel too." Like, I love my pastor; he's my friend; he's cool; he's a great guy; I like him. But in some sense, like, I don't really need to go get preached at by just one of my friends every Sunday. That that's a way. That is a that that well, is something that I do I, feel. That, that, Honestly, that was one of the refreshing things about having Toby on staff at Seacoast was here's a dude that's around me pretty much every second of the day, and he knows the ins and outs. Like, there's no faking with Toby around. So that's actually a healthy thing. Maybe every pastor needs a super close friend on staff with them. Maybe so. But I, uh, what's really funny about that, Matt, is Sunday, so we, we missed church one Sunday, and this past Sunday, we said we were going to take time off. We might not even go back to church this entire rest of this year just to really take a break, <laughs> and uh, we, we were, it was at, I mean, right at it where we were getting dressed to go to church <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> we were just, Jess, Jess was like, no, nah, let's just go for the kids. Let's go. For, and I was like, okay, you know, you're right. We probably should. And I was like, wait. We said we wouldn't go. Let's just stand strong. What are we trying to do? Because uh, in the week, I watched. <laughs> this is going to sound horrific. What? I, and I can't help it. But I, I I'm ready. The, during the week, I you y'all know me. I will watch different pastors and critique, probably sinfully so, right? Like just what they say, how they act, and all that stuff. And I I stumbled upon uh, several pastors, and it was like this last Sunday or the Sunday before was all. It was like, okay, there's been these shootings and these killings with cops. This is my Sunday where I have to just really preach. This this is a heavy sermon, but I'm going to do it, and it's going to be serious. And it was like, it felt like every pastor's moment of this is why I'm a pastor, to lead the sheep because they can't handle this. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> they can't I can, handle this. I mean, I, I kind of get it. <laughs> I, I, I understand what's going on in America right now with people being shot and killed. And I, 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 I see, a, like, the law enforcement side not wanting to be killed. I see Black Lives Matter not wanting to be killed. Uh, all that stuff, but it just felt like kind of going back to your point. I'm like, do, do I need to hear that for, from this? Like from this guy? I, I don't. I don't know. And, and I just felt like we can't go. So at the last minute, I was like, No, Jess, we just let's stay strong and not cave. And I guarantee we're, we're going to be there. That's next what I'm week, curious no about, though. Cave I, to what, though? Do you you just feel guilty? I mean, what, when you say it's, for the yeah, kids, like, just, what is that? I've always gone that? to church. I've worked. At, I've worked at churches. I've always gone to church. My grandfather was a pastor. I mean, it just it, it feels very weird on Sunday not to go to church. And here's what's crazy: is we had a great Sunday, the most relaxing Sunday and refreshing Sunday I probably have had seriously in years. 
because we made we intentionally decided we're going to make sure we go to a park. We're going to spend time with our kids, and no matter what, at the very end of the day, we even waited, and it was the very end of the day. We still read the Bible together and prayed together as a family and stuff. And so I just I thought it was just so great. What was really funny is we uh, er, there wasn't anybody around like here in, in Franklin. Like everybody goes to church, so like it was really hot. So we went to the the mall has a, a pretty cool indoor playground. We went there, and nobody was in the whole mall except for this one other couple that was playing with their kid at the playground, and they were super friendly, super nice. Though. Like the, the dad, the dad started talking to us and everything. And as soon as we left, I said, "Jess, I know they don't believe." <laughs> okay, so they are co- Christians. Couple Jess. of things, couple of things there, and we got other stuff too. That's really funny. Should we have spread the gospel there, babe? So first of all, the thing that's interesting about that is like the dream come true. Like you get dressed for church and you don't go. It's like putting on your workout clothes and not going to oh. the gym. Like you carve out the time. Right. You got nothing to do. You put on the Lycra pants, head out the door, and you oh, just make yeah. a left instead of a right. You don't go to the gym. You just go sit right. at McDonald's and drink coffee and eat a biscuit. That's what. So that's good. Oh, and then secondly, I got I you know I know we got other stuff to talk about, but I wanted to tell y'all this and get some advice for for my for parents. Okay, y'all may have been through this, or maybe this is not y'all. But speaking of guilt and worrying about your kids, you want to take your kids to church because it's the kids, which I hate that mentality. Now, here's what I'm dealing with at the moment. Take it seriously or don't. Um, Whenever we do the blessing at supper time, I'll ask, Georgia used to, we'd say the blessing and ask her to say it. She could say, thank you, Jesus, for mommy, daddy, whatever. Uh, She's developed a complete resistance to it. And if I say, now if I say, okay, Georgia, we're, I'm going to say the blessing now, she starts screaming, no, 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 no. And she won't have it. She won't <laughs> say it. She won't let us say it. And she just pitches total fit. So I'm not trying to make that personal to Jesus. I know she doesn't get it, but I'm thinking, right? should I be, and I, I can feel Bridget and me both feeling like, well, ooh, you know, watch it, you know, like in a superstitious way almost. And I'm trying, I just say, I say, yeah. don't worry about it. It's fine. She doesn't, it doesn't matter. So I just, I tend to not think about it, worry about it. Then we, right. I picked, we picked it up from church Sunday in Sunday school. And he told uh, Bridget when she picked her up that Georgia refused to sing any of the songs about Jesus. <laughs> oh no. Oh my Lord. So what, what make, what do you make out of that with a three-year-old? I don't know. She, she, I mean, she seems she, to draw a hard line. Like, she loves songs. She likes talking. She likes meals. Don't bring Jesus into it is what I'm getting from Georgia <laughs> at this moment. Is that a phase is my question. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I, I experienced the same thing with, with Rosa, my oldest. And I, you know me, I actually, I lean more towards worry where that's not your natural inclination. So I started thinking the worst, like, oh, my gosh, mate. You know, maybe she's never gonna seek God or anything like that. Honestly, like I was just assuming she's you possessed, are but. you are holding up meal time. Period. Yeah. You're holding yeah. up meal time, and I bet when she thinks uh, of singing songs together, that she's thinking, okay, I have to conform to what they're doing, which means I can't do other stuff. I can't do what I want to do. So I think it's just like a control issue, honestly, that she doesn't yeah. like to be controlled. She does not. Yeah, like my kids sometimes just. But she is gonna go to hell. So that's the way it stands yeah, as I mean, of now. Sure. I she's, don't believe in the in age of accountability, so what you going right. to do? I mean, just, just tell her if she doesn't sing the song, Lake of Fire. <laughs> just tell her that. <laughs> she should be able to understand it if she knows anything about Jesus. My, my kid, it was really funny. Uh, June, our youngest, who is three, was sitting there, and she looks up at us, and she goes, we found a school. 
we found a house. Wait a minute. We don't have a church. And she just looked at us, and I was like, oh, my Lord, what does that even mean? What do we do? And that was even some more pressure. But anyway, long story short here, um, I, I we so after we went to the park and everything, we went and ate awesome an awesome meal at Cheesecake Factory. I just love the Cheesecake Factory. I know that people want, like, independent restaurants and all that stuff. Like, Jess and I are always chain restaurant forever. We love the Cheesecake Factory. And um, so after the Cheesecake Factory, we went to Costco and walked around, and, and all the wine is corded off. You cannot buy any wine. Now, you can buy beer here, I think. Uh, so I immediately got angry, and <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't even going to buy wine. Like, we've been doing – Jess and I have been going pretty hardcore on, uh, like, keto diet. Paleo, she's doing paleo, more paleo. But uh, So I, I hadn't even really been drinking alcohol. But I was just mad. I was like, it just sucks so bad that the government can tell me something that I can buy on cert- a certain day and not another day. Like, I just, I'm, I just couldn't believe it and, like, that we'd be so accepting of that or, or, or it'd be okay. My immediate thought was, what would people say if you said, okay, no matter what, Thursdays, nobody can buy ice cream. You just need a day off. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just too tempting. It, it can really ruin your life. You're going to gain weight. If, if And studies show, you know, that if, if you take one day off a week, no matter what, you'll lose weight, you'll be healthier. People wouldn't stand for it. What is that? Go, no, 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 no. That's my but, choice. But there's two assumptions behind that. One is we're assuming you're drinking six days a week, first of all. Right. If you look at it the way that you just said. Or two, right. the only other assumption that could be behind such nonsense as you can't buy alcohol on Sunday is we know it's wrong. It's always wrong. But at least on Sunday, don't do it. Right. So ne- neither one of those make any sense to me, or I don't hold t- to either one of those. Well, I tried to look up. So, so these are called blue laws, in case people don't know. And I, and I tried to look up some information because one of the things I wanted to know, one thing I couldn't find uh, right off the bat was I would have assumed that the, the increases in states with blue laws, like I bet Saturdays and Mondays, there's more alcohol bought. You know what I mean? Like right. I bet for sure. Now the the other interesting thing I, I found out too that I didn't remember was, um, and I guess it, for the longest time, like South Carolina didn't allow tattoos. I think that was probably a blue law as well. But um, usually now these days, it mostly is exclusively alcohol uh, sales. In some states, um, they still they won't let you sell cars or do certain things. And then there's even one uh, little county in New Jersey called Bergen County that you cannot, uh, like, you can only purchase essential items. Like, if you wanted to go buy <laughs> a, a pack of CDs, you can't. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. If you want to go buy a computer or something, you can't. Only thing you can buy, like, so if you walk through Costco in, in Bergen County, it would be you can buy uh, food and maybe a, a warm coat or something like that. You know, something to help you stay alive, but just the essential items. But anyway, so I kept I kept reading and I read several different uh, sites and and the one I guess that uh, kind of got me the most is it came from Slate. dot uh, com and it just it talked about here's here's the thing I wasn't thinking okay first of all I thought my rights why would you take that that away and then the second thought I had which is kind of backed up too is it really is infringing on other people's rights because a lot of people don't Sabbath on Sunday like what yeah. the, the the original intent for blue laws was you're supposed to Take a break, right? It's your day off, so nobody has to work. No alcohol because we want to honor God, all this stuff. 
But what about like Seventh Day Adventists who their Sabbath or, or like Jews a lot of times or Sabbaths on Saturday as well? It totally rips into them. Meaning, like a Christian could have their business open on Saturday and then, but if if uh, a Seventh Day Adventist wanted to take a Sabbath on Saturday and then they also couldn't open their business on Sunday, they're screwed two days out of the week. So it really is kind of unfair to other religions. But I think I'm being swayed. I started out in anger, and the one thing that I do see that is cool about Blue Laws is it does kind of help, especially if there was more. I don't don't necessarily care about the alcohol, but what's kind of nice is like a mandatory day off. Like I think that's that's kind of a neat thing where— A day off of what? Alcohol? Of work. Mandatory closing. Like like the liquor stores here and stuff are closed— um, or you can't you can't do that. So I, I was thinking, man, if here's why. For example, look at look at Thanksgiving, right? They do uh, what is it, Black Friday or whatever, right? But yeah, it's slowly now, point. it's yeah. slowly now slipping to even Thursday already. Like there's the sales going to start early yeah. on Thursday, and it's it only gets worse. It, so companies, no matter what, only look at their bottom line. They don't look at the worker a lot of times. And then also some companies will are really aware of because what they did sometimes in, in certain counties would be if you work on Sunday, it's time and a half. So you can open your business, but you're going to pay your employee more, which is really cool. That way you can go, well, it's just not worth it. Doesn't end up working out or your employee. It's very worthwhile for them to work on a weekend. And so um, but one 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 thing you see is uh, like certain workers will not. It, this isn't in the professional, maybe office setting, but in certain jobs, they'll only give you so many hours during the week so that they can save those hours for the busy time, which would be Saturday or Sunday, sure. right? So like if you're working at a restaurant or at a bar or something like that, they'll only give you, you know, five hours on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and then work you Saturday and Sunday because those are going to be the busy time. So you're ending up making them more money, but you don't even get your overtime. You're not going to hit mm-hmm. the 40, you know, a normal hour. So it really is the more and more I think about it, I'm not necessarily for a particular blue law, but I, if that were to mean that people for sure got a day off, like everybody's like, okay, no matter what, we're just going to take a day off because we're just getting more and more insane. I really like that idea. And so I'm, I'm not necessarily pro don't sell alcohol on a Sunday, but if that helps people to officially not allow their, their companies to screw them and actually give them a real day off, a day of rest, that I think that is important. Well, so I you would, you I would encourage all businesses to shut down because I mean, liquor stores are make up such a small yeah. percentage of people having the right. day off. Right. Well, I'm talking about uh, other things too, for sure. But uh, it, it's still bigger than you think. But I mean, it's an interesting well, point if you look at the Thanksgiving one. Almost everybody feels that creep of the of the the of the Thursday being ruined by Black Friday and the weekend. Right. Everybody does appreciate the time off kind of thing and i don't know i mean it it's uh our american system is quite different and you know all i ever hear from anybody is europe they give you 10 years off if you have a kid right. full pay for man and woman you know so you can say those benefits sound good and the time off sounds good and stuff like that but it's very counter to our way our culture works here in america where you know all we do is is maximize stuff and make it more efficient and use every possible minute and hour and work around the clock so it's probably in that territory that you're talking about, uh, but then again, don't they take tons of time off in Greece and like Spain? Is it not really working out? I don't think. So But 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 how about this though? If they did now, this goes into maybe even the whole conversation of you know higher minimum wage pay and stuff like that. But a day like if if 
if Saturday and Sunday are so important to a business owner and they make more money on those days, it does seem like the worker maybe should too. Like that, that doesn't seem that crazy to get time and a half no. or to not, not be screwed on those days. But I, I mean, people can do what they want to do. I'm just saying, I do think the world is moving faster and faster to where it, you do need time. Like Joey never gets a Sunday off. But he always has to right. work. No, that's true. So, but is your solution to this though? You would just buy your alcohol on Saturday, though. You just got to learn how to do it. Right. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, that's hey. what it, that, that's what it would be for sure. It was really what? funny so, too on on uh, one of the on Christianity Today. It just says uh, church attendees become more likely to use drugs and drink heavily when states abolish blue laws. It says a recent <laughs> the church versus the mall study, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can trust Christianity today to tell me a scientific study or not. I just don't know. Does does total beer and wine shutting down the spirit section is, is that the same sort of thing? Yes. Is that why every, they, okay, they, so, they shut it down early? So these things are weird. They're they're all tangled up, but every state has different blue laws. So in Indianapolis, for instance, and this is uh, this is off the top of my head because it, this is something I've told tour managers for years. I said because tour managers do this thing stay with me here a tour manager does this thing where he'll make a book and they'll give the whole tour all this information about where's the closest guitar center starbucks our hotels here the wi-fi passwords this that's what tour managers excel at on the road and we're in a different state every day and what they always try to do is make you feel comfortable or at home when you're in st louis tonight or something like that and so i've told every tour manager i've ever known if you were a smart tour manager you would have a detailed list of blue laws in every state, yeah. So you could figure that out because I cannot tell you how many times we've been in a certain state and you can't and you don't even think about the days of the week and you're playing a gig on Sunday. You're in Pennsylvania and guess what? The only way to get beer in Pennsylvania is you have to go to a bar and buy the beer from a bar in a six pack and carry it out and pay whatever price the bar has for Yingling. It's right. crazy. And if you're in Indian, if you're in Indianapolis, even during the week. You buy the beer, and it's uh, if you buy the grocery store, it has to be room temperature, is one of their laws, and so you yeah. ha- so then you have to bring it out, or you can go to the liquor store and pay a higher price as long as it's not a Sunday and it'll be chilled. <laughs> so and, and every state has different stuff, and if you trace that stuff back, I'm pretty sure it's all it's all tied up with distributors and mobs and all kind of just crooked, crummy, awful things anyway. So. Good notion, but it's a, it's a it's really messed up. But if a tour manager had it, had it all detailed out in the tour book of where you buy the alcohol, what's the rule in the state you're in that day, I think that would be a great addition. But I can't tell you how many times we've been stung state to state on oh you got to buy warm beer today. Oh sorry, no beer today. Oh sorry, all the alcohol is two point two percent here in Utah. You know there, there's a <laughs> it's just it's crazy all the different ways they do it. I wish the government would just get out of our business, let us do whatever we want to do. That is, I, I just think it is really weird, though. It, are the blue laws more strict in the South because of the Bible Belt? Yeah, probably it, the East Coast. I mean, it's more developed in the East Coast because it's yeah. The only stuff, the only right? weird one is out there in Salt and in, uh, in, in Utah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, the East Coast and Utah yeah. are, are goofy. The South, especially. But hey, speaking of weird, have y'all ever had since you guys are are relatively well known in the music industry. Have y'all ever had a fan that's a stranger share a personal picture of you guys on their Facebook wall, like of your family? I actually had that happen recently. I was like, what in the world is this person sharing a picture of my family on their Facebook page for? Have y'all ever had that happen? No. I, of my and, family? Isn't that weird? 
It's a bit weird. You mean, but should were I they be in alarmed? the picture? Did they take the picture? No, they didn't take the picture. I put a picture on Facebook, and this person shared it on their Facebook page. You, they took your picture that you took of your family, and they shared it on their yeah. Facebook. And what, what was their caption? Weird? Was there a caption? It was, to my, it? it was my grandma and my. But son what did they together. say in the post? They, they said, didn't say anything. They just shared the picture. Oh, they just shared it <laughs> into their feed. I see. It's a little bit weird. I, I also had an uncomfortable situation this Sunday morning. A lady came up to me and she was about the age of my mom. And Priscilla tells me, don't worry about it. It didn't mean anything. People just do these sorts of things. But I disagree. She took her hand and she put her hand on my shoulder and slowly went all the way down two inches below my waist on the side. And I thought it was very sexual, and I didn't appreciate it. Yes, yeah, how old her. was she? Uh, she was probably 15 years older than me. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would be, I'd have been into it. <laughs> yeah, it would have been kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going we're gonna to have to take a break here in a second. And... Well, I'll tell you what, let's try this out. We're going to take a break. And by break, I mean we're going to read a couple of ads. But we're going to sit right here. We're going to try and do this in real time and not piece together and see how it goes. And uh, we'll be back in a second. We're going to talk. We're going to take questions if we've got any. If you have any questions still, you can still get them in. Hashtag BCPodLive. And we'll get a question or two. I don't know if we've got any yet. But all right. The first ad we're going to do today uh, is our friends at spare men they've been great it's been it's been really fun uh working with a new company like spare men they're new and uh they asked us to do stuff on there and play around and stuff like that so toby and i've been doing it a bit lately we've been using neil the pizza guy to do it and that's a fun vehicle and so if you listen before a couple of weeks ago when we did a spare men read it was a uh we did a thing where neil had told a story an awkward summer story so we just put one up today that we did that is another summer story that Neil took from a caller on his, uh, what's his podcast called, Toby? Neil's Pizza Place. Neil's but Pizza Place. At, uh, at, you can find him on Spare Men at, at Neil's, N-E-A-L-S. Yeah. So Spare Men is a, it's a place where you go on and do these five-minute interactions, and that's the way I'm going to say it, and it's fun. And it's almost like uh, like if you, if you want to do something like a micro-podcast or, or play around with a comedic character or improvise, or, or just do calls with people that, that are short in nature and have fun with it, this is a really neat platform. It's like, you know how Twitter is 140 characters only? Well, this is five minutes of audio. So it's not a long-form thing. You, you just have to go with it and, and figure out what to do. So I would suggest people to, to go over to Spare Men, S-P-A-R-M-I-N, make an account, and play around with it. It's a, it's a new company trying to do something, and we, we, really, we really think it's fun. Uh, and the, what we want you to do is go listen to the, the calls that, that we've been doing at, at Neil's. It's Neil's uh, Pizza. What, what is it called? Pizza Place. N- Neil's Pizza Place. I love it. So, uh, so check that out. That's SpareMen.com. You get it as an app on your mobile, Android, iTunes, whatever. Yeah, su- super user-friendly, too. Once you make the recording, you've got an option whether to save or post. And uh, for people that want to podcast and have Q&A stuff, I even think it's good for, like, pastors that may be listening yep. that they don't want to give their numbers out to everybody, but they do want people to have access to them. I mean, there's just so many different things. 
it is a very neat concept. It took me a while to get it, but once I started doing it, I was like, "Yeah, this is pretty cool. This this could have a lot of cool functions." And so, so. the people are doing some awkward summer stories. That's what we were playing around with. That's awkward summer story contest. You can do the hashtag on that. So go make an account. And go hear what we've been playing around with, and we'll do some more questions. Q and A. Great for pastors, business people, leaders, comedians, entertainers, everything. All right, what's the next ad today, fellas? One million watts by tooth and nail. I ne- I'll never forget. You can, that 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 it. That's not it. Slow, <laughs> take a second and look at your sheet, Joey. The label what? is called tooth and nail, but the band is called Norma Jean. My <laughs> that's right. What did I say? By tooth you and nail. You said a thousand, a million watts by tooth and nail. Which oh, I, I was about to get into uh, Norma Jean. So sorry for the, sorry for saying it wrongly. But I was gonna, I was gonna say how I'll never forget. When you guys, when I saw y'all for the first time after y'all moved to Seattle, all you guys talked about was Norma Jean, Norma Jean, Norma Jean, how awesome they were, how heavy they were. I remember checking it out. It was unbelievable music. Some of the heaviest stuff I ever heard, and they're still doing it. That's crazy. This is their seventh record. They're going to be on tour in the fall, and we have an MP3 that we want you guys to hear. Yeah, we've been on tour with Norma Jean uh, a few times and seen them, played festivals and stuff. It's just really great, great dudes. But, I mean, the music never has gotten any less. It's always awesome. It's always good. And they're going to be on tour this fall, so make sure you check them out. Um, We love these dudes and support them hugely, so we think you guys should too, for sure. And Polar polar Similar, uh, where this tune is from, that's the name of the album, is coming out September 9th. Check this song out. Okay, here comes a clip of the song. So check It's so hard to do heavy music well. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it's crazy. Norma Jean, I mean, seriously, it's their seventh record. And there's only a couple of bands I can think of that have been around and put out six or seven records. Uh, maybe maybe Emory, but, you know. For somebody who listened to a lot of heavy music, I can typically listen to a heavy band for about 10 seconds. And you can tell when they have, like, something unique going on or some pizzazz. 
Otherwise, I just turn it off. Here's the thing. this They've got double vinyl and merch packages available at solidstate.merchnow.com and also at normagene.merchdirect.com. So this is their new album. It's called Polar Similar. It's out on September 9th. So it's nice to be able to get to hear it this early. But like I say for everything, pre-order is everything for bands these days. If you want to support a band, uh, eventually it's going to be out. It's just going to be streaming. So if you care you got to pre-order a record. And so I would suggest Norma Jean. They always deliver great stuff. One million watts released on tooth and nail solid state out September 9th, but go right now. Norma Jean.merchdirect.com pre-order this, get the double vinyl. Okay. So that's our break. And now we're back. So let's do a question or two. Do we, and I'm, I say that with my fingers crossed, we may not have any questions. I haven't checked in on it. Do we you have got quite a few? Oh, we have quite a few. Good. Yeah. We we got people out there listening. I can't see the numbers or anything, but that's a relief to know that people are paying attention to our live stream. Okay. Hey, we we thank God for you guys. Yeah, we do thank God for each and every damn one of you. What do we got question wise? So the first one's from Jake Huck. Um, this mm-hmm. one might get Joey in Jake trouble Huck. more Jake than anybody. Huck. It <laughs> rhymes with <laughs> his last name rhymes with the F word, guys. Hey, did y'all hear that? His last name is Huck. Mother. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. All right, Joey. Uh, have you gone to church <laughs> drunk or buzzed? <laughs> oh, risky for have Joey. Have I gone to anybody. church drunk or buzzed? Is there a difference between drunk and oh? I guess drunk is a higher level. No, have not. I don't believe you, Joey. <laughs> okay, I'm just keeping it real. Like seriously, if I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna drink at night. I'm not gonna drink in the morning. And I don't. I've never woke. I, I've woken up right. having having drank too much, like with oh, a headache. But, so okay, but never, okay. So yeah, maybe that's a better way to phrase it. Jake would be raise your hand if you've had a hangover at church on Sunday morning. Um, yeah, I don't think I yeah. have. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes, I have. I didn't. I didn't know it Sadly. totally at the time, and I made it through. But yes, I I I definitely did. And I think uh, the worst the worst time was what was really crazy is it was uh, Matt and I. I was living in Seattle, working at Mars Hill. And uh, the next, it was Saturday night, and Clemson was playing Florida State. And our friend, Matt and I, literally only drink mostly light beer. Like, I mean, we'll have some whiskey and stuff, but we don't drink that many crazy. We never drink foo-foo drinks. And our friend made, made, made this drink called Tiger Bombs, which was some purple liquor. Yeah, it was gross. It was vodka Red Bull and, and Red and Bull. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, and it tasted pretty good, and he just kept buying them for us. And, and seriously, we started watching the game. It, on the West Coast, you watch the game at, like, what? It, not that even that late. Yeah, it it probably started yeah. at 5, and we were done by 8 p.m. or something. So it wasn't, like, super late, but we drank these. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. How many of those did I have? Because they, they, I don't drink those sweet drinks. And the next morning, shots, I woke I mean. up. Yes. Matt, you were obliterated. Yeah, I wrote about morning, in our book. <laughs> our book is in our book, Bad Christian, Great Savior. There's a chapter yeah, in yes, there where right. I talk about that. It was the sickest I've ever been, the most hungover I've ever been. Um, was that was that night? It was the night before you had to go on stage and leave Mars Hill and move back to South Carolina. But right. For me, I, there's no way I could have. I didn't obviously didn't go anywhere. I was sick, throwing up the whole next day. And the main reason was the food at that place was really expensive, so I didn't buy any. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I watched this super exciting football game and drank a few IPAs, and then this guy was giving me shots. My friend right. was giving us shots, and it was a super tense game. And then I skipped out on the eating because I didn't want to pay for it, and he was paying for the shot, so just being cheap. But I was, it was, it was awful. It was, it was the the most hangover I've ever had. But Toby had a a fraction of that and had to do his 
Goodbye Sunday at church, which is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was my last. I had to get my family up there and everything. The only thing that saved me <laughs> was that I left before you, and on the way home, I didn't buy yep. any food either. The same reason. I stopped at Taco Bell, <laughs> yeah, and I uh, bought yeah. a shitload of food at Taco Bell. And so that next morning, I woke up, and I was like, oh, no. what? It, uh-oh, oh, God, but I, I think I'm going to be okay. I willed myself to get through through that day. But, yeah, that was a rough day where That's I had great. to, like, tell people I was leaving. I'm sorry. I mi- I'll miss you guys. I love you. And, I, and it was just just crazy sweating. The look on your face just even added to the the drama of the event. <laughs> right. It, 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 yeah. You played it well. You kind of sold it. <laughs> yeah, you sold it. Jake, do we got Jacob, do we have any more questions? You got quite a few. It depends on how many we have time for. Let's do two more. Okay. All right, two more. So this is a little bit more general, but we've had like four or five people ask what your thoughts are on the Republican convention. Uh, okay. Um, I'll go a quick one on that. The speech thing where the Trump's wife gave the same speech as Michelle Obama. Everybody saw that, right? You saw it. Yeah. It's the most general copies. Like, I'm not a huge... It's exactly the same thing. Everybody cares about how their kids are raised. Everybody cares about... You haven't watched the clip side by side. Yes, I have. Clearly, it's it's not an accident in any way. It's, it's, you know, what I was going to say... why wouldn't two politicians have similar sentiments with the future of our it's country? It's not similar. I, I, it's it's fourteen identical lines. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, wait I, a minute. Joey's got just, a point, but <laughs> but it, it's not random. Matt, Matt but, you mean to tell me that it's plagiarism for two wives to care about how their kids grow up? Like that, okay, that, I, that's I don't, I don't have any reason and to defend and the you, Republicans. You work for Fox News or something, but what I'm I, my point is the only thing I was going to say about that is it's not the Trump wife. I don't know. Her, I don't know her name. Whatever her name is, it's, she didn't write the speech in the first place. So she it's got Beelzebub. handed a bad speech or a recycled speech or a plagiarized speech. That's that's all that is. So too bad for her. She's going to look the fool, of course. There. Um, but she, you know, she got hand, handed a recycled speech is all it was. Somebody well, well, plagiarized you, it. You see the backlash that's happening is now they're showing clips of all sorts of democratic speeches that have been copied from yeah, other right. people. So all now those it's speeches just going are always going to be the same forever because they're all going to say the same general stuff. So I know I agree speech writers are going to. Right. Yeah. That's true. But in this case, huge oversight Did y'all watch on it? speech writing. Did y'all watch no, the Republican? I don't watch any of that I, stuff. I just see it on yeah, Facebook the next day. And that's all I need to know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> what the fuck, motherfucker? <laughs> Guys, shit. Oh, it's Mike again. Oh, is Mike here? Yes. Yeah, hey, Toby. Toby, we no, can't do this, right? I, no, hang on a second. This Toby's pussy brother, fucking Seattle pussy bullshit. Damn it, man! Shut the fucking pussy mouth. Damn it, Toby. Okay, Toby. Toby so I am so Toby, sorry. Toby, just get him out of the room. We can't I, do I'm this trying right, right now. now. Mike, please. I swear to you. You don't. No, motherfucker. You don't fucking. <laughs> He's trying to take. It, what Mike? Stop. Mike. Stop it. That pussy fucking motherfucker's talking about Trump. I'll fuck him in the ass, that motherfucker. Toby. All right, he left. He left. Toby, you're gonna have to lock your door. He left. Like, we can't have what that is, sort of he's Mike visiting. Y'all? What's he doing he's in visiting. He's visiting. He had to get away. Him and Sheila, they broke up. He didn't know <laughs> where to go. And he's obviously Toby, a Trump just, supporter. So Toby. <laughs> Damn it. Toby, he just said that he was going to f*** Matt. Like, I just can't have he, that on here. He doesn't mean it. Matt, I'm sorry. You were no, talking no, about no, his I, candidate. No, I understand. I know you were Mike talking very about well. His I understand candidate. that some of the compounds that he ingests, some of the supplements, some of the things he's doing, 
probably contribute to that. I can give him a break on, on what Calling he's saying. Calling you I, a I didn't liberal know, pussy I, I piece I of shit is a cry for help. I thought you knew better than to do the podcast when he was in the vicinity is, is what I'm saying. Hey, who do you, thing, do so. you love Mike? Uh, like, do you have like a, a soft place in Joey, your heart Joey, he's my brother. Do you I love, know. Do you love your brother? No, yes, but I love Mike. It, there's what there's, he's doing is a cry for help, and it's the it's the steroids, man. Is he uh, a big? Trump what is he doing right now? Do you think he's hitting stuff? Is he hitting stuff right now? No, he's listening to Norma Jean. I told him we, I could get him that song early. He loves it. Uh, is it big? I'm gonna be. So, he's I'm gonna a be big Trump supporter, Toby. He loves Mike Trump. Is? I promise. Yeah. He, he actually has. He dyed his hair blonde, and yeah. he he's or, yeah. doing his hair like Trump. He loves him so much. So Matt, just just know. You being called a liberal pussy Seattle cunt, <laughs> that is his words, That's not his mine. Words, not that doesn't yours. reflect on it. the morales, and that is a cry for help. Yeah. I, no, I get can it. We, can I we like, just do like, one I more question? No I'm guy. sorry. All right. Do we got I'm another sorry. question? Yes. Last one. This is from Martha Davenport. Mm -hmm. Are your wives ever going to join in on the podcast? Now, I thought about that a lot of times, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. They probably should and they probably will and i think we've got unlimited time we're in year two now of the pot two of of 50 of the podcast the way i look at it so 48 probably more years to go there's plenty of time to work the wives in now that problem i have with having wives on the podcast is the only way that i think it will work is if the wife of somebody comes on the podcast and their husband is not on the podcast because i think when you get yeah. the two together it's going to mess it up and the the toby's going to be protective of jessica or it's going to be whatever but if toby wants to take an a, a 20 minutes off and let jessica come sit on the mic i would be glad to talk to her i think that might go well but you know that thing when you're protective of each other i just don't know if it'd make great tape or great air unless we have something well you would good you wouldn't have that problem it. matt you would no have i wouldn't that have that problem at all. at all because i understand how to make things go and and, and work but, you also hate your wife and you yeah and she's the worst she so it'd be super point. entertaining for everybody for me to like fight matt, with her tell her how awful she is the, the only wife that's an example come on of mine. making something matt. work no actually let me let me start over my wife is the most beautiful woman, and I respect her more than anybody. And she she's is actually flower. the greatest. So I would love to have her on the show just to showcase how wonderful our relationship is and how hot she is. Let's the, do the that. Only wife, the only wife that could come on is mine. She's the only one that's normal. Matt's wife is way too mean, and Joey's <laughs> wife is way too nice. Yeah, that's it right. It would just be unbelievable. Bridget would just be ruthless to us, and, and Priscilla would just be going, I don't know. I just I think there's a good chance just they just like would shut down God and not say much. And, yeah, right. Yeah, that sounds like Priscilla. I don't know. I just think that Jesus is, uh, he's really doing some things in our community, and I just uh, i just love you guys and what you're doing. And what would Bridget say? Peace. She would sound like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> She's Seattle Mike. No, the thing about it is I, I think they wait, would be. Wait, wait, wait. Who, who are you even talking about? I don't even get it. Like, I'm trying to understand your joke. I don't get that joke. I what just want to move on. The, okay, the, I was just. The, the, I said was that weird. I said that Priscilla was nice and that and Bridget, Bridget was, mean. was mean, and so now we're so playing saying, those angles. So he's saying Bridget would be like Mike because Mike is mean, and we're trying to make that a joke and move it along in the episode. Br Bridget's not sense? really mean, and your wife isn't really nice. That was those are jokes. Does that make that any a, sense? It, it was just a stupid joke. Okay, it was really. Dumb. Now, Martha, to answer your question, I think I I would like like to design a good way for them to come on. I feel like they could be a little bit guarded, and then that would be defeat the purpose entirely. So that's my reservation, but I do hope to have them on. Is the answer to that question? Okay, so let's do let's let's do. We have Priscilla a has Priscilla has been on Password with No Answers by the way a couple times. 
It was fun. Yep, she was she was actually really she, good on there, and she's hot, really and good. a great wife. And is it okay if I say she's hot hey, or no? Matt, what do you think about her ass, Priscilla's? What do you think about it? I I told you you're you're a pastor and you have a smoking hot wife, and that includes her ass, boy. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you want me to say? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> okay, so now it's time for quick call in. We have Taylor. Get, wants to call in with a oh, BC yeah. Club update just to see how things are going. They've been going super well, so let's dial him in here and see how this works. Hey. Taylor, what's up? How you doing? Very good. Are you watching the live broadcast? I am. Excellent. So you knew we were about to call. I didn't give you much yeah. notice, but you were ready by the phone. I was ready. We're good. <laughs> good. I hope you are outside of your house and not in your basement like when I talk to you normally and you have zero cell service. So please tell me you're in a good area. I think I am, but I feel like I can't be any worse than what's happened already a couple of times. So I feel like I'd be in the same camp. <laughs> that, that is that is the case. We're but let, struggling. Let me know if it cuts out. No, okay. it, it, it's so. Um, well, yeah. Um, Taylor, just on a side note, just on a side note, why are you always in your basement? Yeah, I mean, well, it's just it. It's kind of. I don't know. It just that, seems a little strange. I don't have a basement. I. I uh, <laughs> Uh, are you working sure. on it? sure right. um, do you have a uh, explosives are you working you on know, i don't know what y'all think about people from texas but i am i'm not from here so uh i don't mean to offend all the people that are from texas but i don't fit any of those stereotypes i hope not all right well taylor not. we had a good time <laughs> with you at audio feed and being that you run the bc club uh thank you big time on our behalf that that you do that and i hope you got to meet a bunch of people there did you have a good time at the at the festival meeting the bc club crew that was there oh gosh yeah i mean the uh it was crazy meeting some of these folks that you know you we've seen in the group i feel like you know you kind of get to know them through their posts and stuff that they make in the private uh bc club facebook group that we have and so it was really neat kind of putting uh a name to a face and uh you know, it, it, their their personalities are definitely personified <laughs> on, on the Facebook club group, and uh, but really just a cool group of folks. I, I want to give a shout out to Joy. Um, she drove all the way, I believe, from the Florida Panhandle. Yeah, she came uh, from Pensacola, I believe. Right, and and I think uh, I don't want to leave anyone else. I, I know Seth and uh, a couple others. I'm blanking on everyone else, but some people came from Georgia. I mean, we just had people driving in from all over. Um, they wanted to be at audio feed. They wanted to see the podcast and Emory, but really I think they wanted all to just kind of live out that community that's in that group in person. And, um, they have a little Facebook kind of chat group going on mm -hmm. off to the side, uh, that would le leading up to audio feed has kind of kept going just about, uh, I mean, just everyone's really kind of looking out after each other, talking about life. Uh, cool. So it's, it's neat. I want to give a shout out to all those guys that helped organize that camping group. Uh, everyone that continues to keep up with each other and keep in touch with each other. Um, it's really awesome. But, hey, Taylor, uh, the, the newest BC club member, I'm going to give shout outs to Patrick Templeton. He just signed up two hours ago for BC nice. Double Down. So he's going to get all the music releases and a t-shirt and all that stuff. So Patrick, thanks for joining us. I'm going to do that every mm -hmm. time we have Taylor on. I'm going to say the newest BC club member. Well, so Taylor, how's the club going? Are we growing? Are we losing people? Are we going to, have to shut down shop? Or are we going to be able to open up some global offices, <laughs> which is well, it's over. Uh, over the last four months, you know, think about four months ago, that's when we really started to announce some of these new releases that were coming out. So 
we've grown about 6% over that four month period. And um, it, for those of you that have been listening since the beginning, you know, really think about when the podcast was in the beginning, it was once a week, the website was what it was, there really weren't any resources. And now fast forward to today, you know, Toby's been able to move out to Nashville. We're doing this live stream tonight. Um, we're doing multiple podcasts. We have this video equipment. We've gone on the road with the podcast. I mean, there's just so many other resources that we have because of the BC Club. And there's so mm-hmm. many resources that we're going to have. Um, some things that we've talked about in the near future because of the money that we've been able to invest into the BC Club. And, and like you say, it, it pays. You know, you guys are getting paid. It's You're able to take time away from other things that you would be doing and spend time uh, doing Bad Christian. And so, I, I, matter of fact, I want to say I, I met with uh, – I'd been promising a group of folks in San Antonio down here that we'd all get together, and we finally did. Uh, this past weekend, there were about six or seven of us that met to, met up for drinks, and uh, you know, at San Antonio. Yeah, I saw so, that picture; it was awesome. Yeah, dr- drinks and tacos. That's um, something I'm hopeful that we can do more of, and uh, we we'll have more announcements and ideas and plans and stuff we're doing. But local meetups, connecting people in real life, and doing real stuff is something that I we we'd like to put some yeah. more time and effort and resources into for sure. So I'm well, glad y'all are able to do a meetup there in in uh, San Antonio. Well, and the neat thing was, you know, I mean, I look around the table. I think every single person on that table had very differing political opinions, very differing views on the church. Um, I, I would say even everyone had different views on Jesus and who he claims to be and what they, what they say he is. I mean, so there was no, no, there was little common ground, I feel, on like different points, but we had such a good time enjoying each other's uh just presence and hanging out and talking and really what is the common ground you think that all the people in vc club have other than obviously that they listen to the podcast but what do you think the the link is of people that what do you think the people that listen to this podcast i should say in in the larger scale have in common what what we talked we talked about that well other than joey uh we, we talked about that and it's i mean i think there's an interest in jesus i think there's an interest in who is he who he said he was is he who Western American church says he is, you know, I mean, Mm. um, I I don't think it was that everyone even again, you know, we really didn't get into what, uh, arguing over who was right or, or what opinion was right, but it was kind of like, let's just have an open and transparent conversation. Let's have the ability to share each other's opinions and not so much worry about, you know, the opportunity to prove, who's right to who, but the opportunity just to, I mean, have a different experience. And, and you know what, if you go to the BC club Facebook group, one common theme you're going to see on there is people start out a lot of posts the same way. I can't say this to my friends at church, but Uh I can't say this to my family, (laughs) but, and they're coming to a bunch of strangers who they've never met. And I mean, you know, and I'll say this, it's, it's a bit disheartening that, that kind of environment doesn't exist in their family and doesn't exist in the church. And so while I don't think the purpose of bad Christian is to, you know, we're doing things the right way or we're doing church the right way. It's just, we're doing it in such a way that you do have the opportunity to explore those thoughts. You do have the opportunity to really explore your faith and relationships, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I think that's super encouraging though, that there is a place for them to say that stuff. So yeah, I agree that it's discouraging that they don't, they can't do that at their church, but man, that's awesome that they can go to a network of people and unleash. Yeah. No, I think that's a common thing is that we hear constantly is just, uh, we, we have the ability 
this day and age to connect with the people that you want to connect with about the stuff you want to talk about. And there's a little bit of anonymity still on the internet or in a Facebook group, which is nice. It actually lets you open up and be able to be free. To, if you're in, in the middle of Northern California and a, and a small community and you can connect with people in Arkansas that also listen to the same podcast and have some of the same ideas, there's going to be stuff that you can share there that you cannot share in your real life with your church of 80 and stuff like that. And I think that, I think that's yeah. a good thing. But the, the point of that is, and I'm glad you highlight that Taylor BC club has a lot of perks. You get a lot of stuff, whatever, that's whatever, but it's really a community of people to, to join. So thank you for the update on that. Um, yeah. Thanks Taylor. Do you want to ask yeah. everybody to join this listening now or anything like that? Well, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll let you do it instead of me. <laughs> you know, there's really three perks to joining the BC club. One, there's the tangible items that we send you. And I'm, con- you know, Matt, you and I are constantly talking about how we can add value to what people are giving us so that they can feel like they're getting something out of it. So there's, there's that, um, there is the community that currently exists and, you know, I know we've talked about some stuff and we'll go into it probably later in the future, but there, there's going to be more opportunities for that mm-hmm. community to grow uh, both in person and, you know, digitally. Um, and then three, like I said, it, you know, we're not a church, we're not your tithes, we're not a nonprofit, but the money that you're giving back, Christian, um, it's allowing us to take time away from our lives and families to invest into it. And it's money that's being reinvested into producing this live stream. And there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. So um, if you're listening to this later and you're walking your dog, you're exercising, you're driving, you're doing something, um, make a little mental reminder, go online, badchristian.com slash contribute and uh, sign up. We'd love to have you. Thank you, Taylor. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you real soon. Okay. All right, guys. Peace. Thanks, Taylor. Bye. See you, man. All right. So doing the live broadcast, very difficult, a little bit of a different vibe, harder to pull off. But technically, we've been able to do some good stuff. We were able to do ads in real time, and we've been able to take that call. That was pretty easy, at least from a technical standpoint. So I hope you guys are still enjoying the show. You talking to me and Toby or yeah, our I'm listeners? talking to you and Toby. I'm saying oh, I'm, in, I'm enjoying the hell out of this in, thing. In, in some, to some degree, I'm um, doing it here and having you guys at different locations, but we're making it. Yeah, for we're sure. learning. I mean, we're living. We're I'm out there. Struggling, I'm struggling, but not with the podcast. I'm struggling with like lustful thoughts yes. and like selfishness and bitterness mean. towards different things. But as far as like this podcast, I'm not struggling. Okay. Well, there no. is, a, for those things that you struggle with, there is, in fact, a cure. In a world where your friend who is a pastor has never come to church with drunk or hungover, but loves to look at porn. (laughs) My name is Toby Morell. This is the damn news. Okay, what you got, Toby? Guys, yeah, what qu- you got? We're on the edge of our y'all seats. D- man. Y'all didn't let me answer. I quit the podcast. I want. I'm done. This 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 live shit's gotten too hard for me. I'm, I'm just kind of down. Oh man, I'm just kind of sorry. I think it's probably just you're feeling a little insecure about what your brother did earlier. Well, I just say it. Uh, yeah. my, no, well, no, I love my brother. I, I love that. I love that guy. But I'm just sad. I just well, well. Here's what I was thinking. Like Joey, a lot of times, you know, you're sad or depressed and and we we do things to get you out of what would you do i'm sad right now what would you do to make me happy like what what right now i'm just down i feel like i'm bringing down the podcast i'm just kind of sad like what what would you do well i know the 
Toby of college days, a bowl of granola and a coffee table and a good TV show. Yeah, you didn't help me at all. Thank you. I'm just telling you. No, I'm just saying. Feed yourself some granola. Hey, I was, I, I've had two really, really. Quitting carbs has saved my life. Cancer I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I had two, two really bad uh, days of depression the last couple of days. And so I'm, I'm really happy that today's a good day because this podcast would not have gone off well. So I think we have to give (laughs) praise and glory to Jesus. What what are you talking about? First of all, I'm just secondly, why didn't you want to talk about that in the first half of the show? We were floundering to figure out what the hell was going on. Because you now guys we're doing the news, and you, you're going to unload some emotional baggage on us. You guys, and just what are we supposed to, to do about, now? You guys just had to talk about blue laws. I don't want to talk about it. I'm just saying all praise and glory to Jesus for. We had to me talk today. about blue laws. Yeah, y'all were dead set on it. I was like, well, this yeah, is you're boring. right. You're right. We were. All sorry, right, go we're... ahead with. Hey, carbs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My topic interfered with that and i am still shocked though that you said you had two bad days but you're glad you're out of it or else this podcast wouldn't have been good (laughs) it ain't good (laughs) all right moving on we have a roving reporter here chris mitchell and matt you might have seen this too i think he emailed it to us or or uh i forget how we got it but uh quitting carbs saved my life cancer victim given months to live refuses chemo uh, this is, this is pretty cool here. I think, um, let's see here. Let me get on down here. Um, I think this comes from the Plymouth Herald, a cancer patient told he had just months to live claims giving up carbohydrates has given him nearly two extra years of life. Pablo Kelly, 27 was told the tumor in his brain was inoperable and chemotherapy was his only chance at survival, but he decided to reject traditional treatments in favor of a specialist fat-heavy carb-free diet. Mr. Kelly says he restricts his calories and fasts regularly while his only source of carbohydrates comes from green vegetables. He does not eat processed foods, refined sugars, root vegetables, starch, breads, or grains. Two years later, he claims this is the reason he has outlived expectations. He now believes he is is the only person alive diagnosed with stage 4 glyboblastoma multiform a terminal brain tumor who is not having therapy or surgery. Um, And since January 2015, five CAT scans have showed no growth in his tumor, Mm -hmm. which he says proves that his special diet is working. And the only thing they say, um, the doctors think that the, uh, the only, there's no like evidence that his diet is working, but there's a possibility that he's not feeding it carbohydrates. Like it's not, it needs carbohydrates to get bigger and more, possibly and maybe that's why it's not growing so right. i thought it was kind of interesting what was the source on it say tell me the source again i believe the source is the the plymouth herald swns.com there is a lot of stuff doing in that the the probably the most prominent uh example that a person talking about it is dom d'agostino and he's been on tim ferris and a bunch of other stuff uh, but he's doing a bunch of research on low carb or ketogenic diets and and cancer research and other medical uses. Seizure is a big one that seems to have some kind of uh, measured results. But the hard thing is on something like that. Like the the guy himself said, it proved that it's working. But that's not really the way food science works. It's, it's you know you can't prove anything, especially with a, a a singular case. So it is really really difficult to assess. Stuff like that. In fact, I, I would say food and digestion and m- metabolism and those things are, are probably among the hardest thing to study because you can't really do experiments. 
if you look at a, a simple science like physics or ma- or math, um, people say, oh, physics is complicated. Well, it's actually pretty simple, and math's even simpler. You know whether something works or not. You do a, a math problem, and it works out 2 plus 2 equals 4. You do this long division, and it makes a predicted result, and you can prove that it, that it works or does not work. And then as the sciences get deeper and deeper, you get into chemistry and then the real complex stuff like biology where stuff's super interdependent on systems and stuff like that. And when you want to talk about a person's diet and their metabolism, it's almost it's incredibly hard to study and almost totally impossible to get any statistics to uh, to study because you can't do these experiments where, oh, I know, we, just, we need to do, get 10,000 people and never let them eat any sugar between age 10 and 50. You can't run that experiment. It infringes on ethics and people's rights and volunteers for it, and it's over such long times that metabolic stuff and diet works on you. It's really hard to even get any data on that. So that's I think that's an answer to why you know, people want to say there's a miracle this and a miracle yeah. that. It's really hard to even figure out. But it does look kind of promising, and it seems to be, at least anecdotally and in early studies, that the high-fat and low-carb stuff is having better and better results than than it would have at one time thought but we're still going to be a really long time off from proving um how how that stuff works like when you go get your blood work done toby you did your blood work and it was really good yeah my blood work was great so that doesn't prove anything though it just said like you ate high fat for six months and your blood work was great but that's just you and we don't know all the factors the reasons why so it doesn't prove anything but one thing we're doing right now, Jess is basically doing a, a very high, higher fat, low carb diet with paleo kind of, uh, all she does is paleo. You can eat some fruit. So she's doing that. But, um, and her, she has very high cholesterol, like extremely high. And mm-hmm. so we're going to, we're going to get her blood work done in six. She had her blood work done a, a couple months ago and she's going to do this and see if it, what it means. So see, see if yeah. the, the ketogenic, ketogenic paleo works the, so, the, the we'll notion see. behind that is though that cancer loves carbs <laughs> it's short way right. that's the that's the idea is that can, cancer is just cells that that replicate and grow in an uncontrolled way they also need fuel and they work really even bet maybe even better than the rest of your body off carbs so you potentially could slow uh the metabolic pathways or the growth right. of the cancer cells by not giving it its favorite fuel Whereas I, you, your rest of your body can survive pretty well on ketones. I seriously do want, I, I, this might sound like conspiracy theory here. So I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not Joey level yet, but I do think that our food is maybe possibly so contaminated and cheap and bad. I hear more and more. I, I feel like I hear this so much in this day and age, brain fog. So yeah. many people tell me brain fog, brain fog, brain fog. And I'm hearing more and more about, changing your diet and people saying the brain fog kind of went right. away. And I, and I do kind of want to say, uh, you know, the last two weeks I've started going back to low carb. I do feel a little more clear. I'm not saying I'm the, I, I'm, I have the worst memory, worst brain in the whole world, but I do feel like my diet is improving my brain. Sure. A little oh, bit, which I, I think it, it should, it, it yeah. should. And it's which, different which, for everybody. It does come out. And it's totally different for everybody. But the idea on that, if I had to explain it or guess, which is all it really is, I think, uh, spike in your blood sugar is not good for your brain. Like it may, th- I think that's the the fog comes in from a, a, a general yeah. tiredness from high insulin levels and you know yeah. the ups and yeah. downs of that. So ketogenics, one thing I'd say the second best thing you could try would just be keep your blood sugar low. 
or, or, or even that that'd be I think that would go a long way for people, even if you weren't ketogenic is boring. No Can sugar. we talk about like Perry Noble again? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Next story. That was actually from the Daily Mail uh, online dot com, too. Uh, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, Angie's list does an about. Hey, Toby, Toby, just for just for the oh, sake of Here your we stories, oh, we know we know the stories that you're bringing to the table you think is interesting. Please don't say that anymore. If if you didn't think it was interesting, you wouldn't be telling us. It's that's filthy news broadcasting, my friend. Filthy. I'm so what? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I was gonna say something. I don't want to say it anymore. I'm just not going to say anymore. Angie's List does an about face for millennials. This comes from Fox News. Uh, I thought this was really cool. Uh, Angie's List has a big news. It's now free. After more than 20 years, the subscription-based review service has decided to make a major change. No longer do people have to pay uh, to access the 10 million-plus reviews on Angie's List. Instead, they're available nationwide completely free. Uh, Millennials. Brilliant, and, and and here's one of the reasons why the key demographic, uh, a key demographic is behind the shift. Millennials will not mm-hmm. pay for reviews; they don't pay for nothing. So, right. So we really uh, want to embrace that and not fight gravity. The end goal is to bring millennial engagement to a higher level. Angie's List successfully penetrated the over seventy percent of the digital baby boomer households in the United States, and over fifty percent of the digital Gen X households. Yep. However, it only hit about 30% of the millennial-owned households in the United States. Mm-hmm. So it's changing it up. And thank you, millennials. Now, Angie's list is free for everybody. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yet another thing I'll credit. They say millennials, millennials don't do anything. They say I, they don't do anything. I'm, I'm getting bigger and bigger on millennials. I'm going to talk oh. about it in the coming months. But I'm getting bigger and bigger on this millennial thing. I'm, I'm with them. Uh, Angie's List is an Indianapolis company, which is, as you all right. know, the Silicon Valley, the newest Silicon Valley. It's the newest Silicon Valley, but the traffic there and is the, horrific. The yeah, <laughs> and which is everybody about their city everywhere thinks that. But Angie's List has been a big city there, and and from what I heard from people that work there, uh, Brendan from Haste Day was working there for a while, and he does. I don't think yeah. he does anymore, but he was working there and telling me about it. Um, and Dave, our drummer, lives there, but they did just lay off a ton of people, and they're in organizational shift. But I would say, and so I thought maybe they're in trouble, and maybe they are. But that is good news to me. I think that's a great idea. I was talking with somebody yesterday who work is working for Google, and they're moving to Switzerland, and um, you know, just these smart people in Seattle, we were talking about these tech companies and we were talking about, Oh, we use Slack and they use Slack. And I was, and I said, how does Slack make money? And then we just like, I I don't, I don't know. Everybody uses it. It's free. And I, it's hard to imagine that something like Slack is free. Like it's good. It's useful. It's eliminated my email. If somebody in 1989 or 1999 came up with Slack would you have ever considered that it would be a free service if you came up with that? No. Like if you had an infrastructure right. based in the cloud that everybody could communicate through and it was customizable to your team and all this stuff. And, oh, I know, let's make it free. That's insane. That, 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 I mean, and you, and you credit millennials and the shift in the generational way they consume things for making better stuff for everybody and making it more accessible and free. Uh, yet another victory for for millennials and i'm sure slack's either a good business or a bad business or they have other ways they monetize it i don't know but i use it for free i don't know if i'd have paid nine dollars for it um but good good for me and good for them so good for angie's list way i say that good for them all do y'all use do y'all use review sites like that i mean i i guess i never have because reviews are a big deal free but and they're becoming a bigger and bigger deal 
Like, I mean, think about if you get an Uber ride, how important it is to the driver. Or if you get your, I got a fridge delivered the other day, and they said, okay, here's a special card they made. When they call you on the hotline, please give me five. It will help me feed my family. I'm doing the best I can here. Will you please give me a five when they call back? You know, reviews are like becoming a bigger and bigger thing like everywhere, Airbnb, and especially all the peer-to-peer stuff. It lives and dies by reviews, so big deal. Big deal. All right, is that your last news story? Y'all want another story, or is that it? I'm we got to do one more, and then let's end this. We're going to end after this one. We'll get a hard end. Quick story. Nice out for the live broadcast here. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, this also comes from Fox News. Latino, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, married woman fakes kidnapping to spend night with lover and ends up being arrested. This happened in Miami. Um, a woman accused of lying to police faced a judge Friday, one day after police said she claimed to be abducted, only to be found hours later with another man. Carla Vasquez, 32, texted her husband on Thursday morning claiming she was in danger. Her husband contacted police who found her at home at a home in northwest Miami with another man mm-hmm. safe. We've had any type of story before, huh? Yeah. After interviewing Vasquez, police determined she was never abducted or in any danger, and Vasquez was charged with filing a false police report. Yeah, we've had other ones, and I just don't understand. Like, she... So she is getting in trouble for filing you're gonna a lie, false you gotta police go big. report. That's all it is. Well, why do you lie that you're in danger? Because that immediately, no matter yeah. what, even if you and your husband hate each other, he's going to, I can't let her die. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, I hate that B, but I'm not going to let her die. I don't understand why people go to the cops. Like, I would just say, oh, my gosh, my car broke down and I'm or something. You know, I mean, what? I don't understand why people are so bad at lying. Just don't lie then. If you're well, bad, just if you're because good you're at it, good at good. it doesn't mean that you can expect everybody else to be as good as you are. Well, well, Joey and I both think that lying is maybe a good thing. So what I'm saying is maybe it's not if you're bad at it. Like if you're good at lying, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's not good for me to go play, try to go play in the NFL. I'm going to get hurt. I'm no good. at. I don't need mm-hmm. to be playing football professionally, but lying. Yeah, I, I'm good at that. And, and, a good football player yeah. makes a great Sunday afternoon for me, right? Yeah. A good liar? Wow. I'm just Where do you I'm, think I'm you are as far as like really if you had to make up lies, deny stuff, improvise on the spot? Are you you know, minor league, uh, world class, professional? Like I mean, as far as if there's rankings of people that can lie, where I mean, where are where do you think you are? I would say that? just what, on, what, if what, you, you know, morals aside, like if you just had to pull off lies, is, are you think trip- you're world class? Is triple A baseball right before the big yes. leagues? Yes. That's where Single I'm Single A, double A, triple A. Okay, so I'm so I'm triple A liar, and here's yeah. why. First of all, I do feel bad sometimes when I do it. <laughs> so my own, my own emotions get me. And I I do have anxiety and nervousness that I would get caught in a big lie. Like, uh-huh. I, I know people. I have, I have people close to me that don't have that anxiety, and they'll go, they'll take it to the limit no matter what, right? I mean, they'll go all the way. I, so you have people I, close to you who yes, are, who are I, world class. I, yes, you've been I, trained yes. by some of the best. To- totally, and that would take it to the end. You know, no matter what, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It would never back down. And I, there is a strange respect I have for people like that too. I've known mm-hmm. some some people I went to college with that have just built entire lies, and you just go, well, I mean, at least they're going for it. I mean, it <laughs> it, it is kind of cool that this lady was like, shit, I'm just going to say I was kidnapped. <laughs> Go with it. I mean, so, she could have She could have gone, I don't love you anymore. I have a boyfriend. That, nah, I was, I was kidnapped. kidnapped. Yep. Help. Help. 
If you had one tip you could give people to improve their lying, what would it be? Is it commitment or confidence? Like um, creativity? I, what is it? No, I think the the big thing is you you have to go in with a certain level of you believe it too. I think sometimes people go, oh, I'm lying. Uh, well, here's a lie. Let's see if I can give it out. You just need to go, no. I mean, this is this is the truth for, for sure. I uh, was kidnapped. It's, uh, guys, I know my husband. You found me with this man. Yeah, I'm cheating on him, but, I mean, I was kidnapped earlier. Of, of course, you know, I, I would get out of the, the getting in trouble with the police. I would say, if it, like her, she should keep on going now. Like, you don't, if once you're caught, I would say almost no matter what, just don't admit it that you're wrong or caught either. Because there's no reason to, you know, what I mean, that, that like Donald Trump says anything he wants. He can say a total lie and just never say he was lying and it just goes It'll away. Go away. Yeah, it more just than goes sported. away because so what just, it takes to prove a liar wrong is just more than most it, people not are worth willing it. to do now. And, that, but you could criticize that lady getting the police involved is the one place where um, where that is doesn't work. Like, because there is investigators or professionals are eventually. But if you can keep a, a general person, somebody in the general public in front of you. They're not going to go do the calorie burn it takes to really prove you're wrong. It's too right. uncomfortable and it's too much work. So if you just stick it out, you could probably get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. So lying, good. it's good. All right. Well, thank you for the news, Toby. <laughs> Appreciate it. Okay. We're done. Our Facebook feed's going to cut off. So you got about two minutes to say whatever you want to say, and we are out of here. Well, instead of giving you some BC club names, we're going to save those for the next episode. I want to end with a Donald Trump quote for all you Christians. I am starting to get with you that he is our Christian candidate. He says that oftentimes when I was sleeping with one of the top women in the world, I would say to myself, thinking about me as a boy from Queens, can you believe what I am getting into? That's Donald Trump, our Christian candidate. We got to get to the polls. We got to get this guy in because we need to get God back into this country. And that's Joey Svensson signing off from the damn news. Thank you, America. Cut. Broadcast over. <laughs> what an ending. That's how you end a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs>